Lord, we come to you today. We're hungry for more of you. We thank you, Father, for your love. We thank you, Jesus, for crossing the universe for us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving in our lives every single day. We pray that as we share this time together on Slingstones, that your Holy Spirit will speak to us and move deep inside of our hearts. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for spending this time with me. I've said it many times, but it's just as true today as always. I truly look forward and enjoy this time with you. You know, as you do, I'm sure, I read a lot of scripture almost every day, if not every day. And when I go through the New Testament, particularly in the Gospels, and I hear the words of Jesus and I see the stories of his intervention in life, his tenderness, his compassion, his love, it, it draws me into a deeper intimacy with him, which is what the living word of God is supposed to do. There are also times, though, that Jesus says things that are so pointed and so, if you will, stark that they can't help but grab a person's attention. And that happened to me today as I was reading the Gospel of Luke and I was in chapter 16 and Jesus makes a statement that we know very, very well that you can't serve both God and money. And then he goes on and says this, God knows your heart. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. That's a stark statement. The word detestable just grabs you. Now, one of the things that I think is important to see here is that Jesus said what people value highly. There are other things that we value that Jesus isn't even talking about. But he's talking about what our top priorities are. What are the things that we value most? And I can't help but think today that this is deeply related to two things, our sense of security and our personal sense of identity. And I think what scripture is saying, at least the way it's really hitting me, is that there are things that I, that we place our identity and our security in that, that really they're just detestable before God because God knows that they are shifting sand, that when the high winds blow, there'll be nothing for us to hold on to if those are our priorities. Now, what would be an example of that? Well, let me give you three words. They all start with the letter P. When we value most our possessions, what we own, the money we have in the bank, our bank accounts, our, our homes, when we value them highly, when we place our security and our identity there, it puts us at great risk. And that, that breaks the heart of God because he knows what life can bring us. And certainly haven't we seen that in the recent events of, in a moment, people losing their homes, losing their possessions, 
and how we know the risk of losing all of our bank accounts and our stocks, our money. And if we place our security and our identity there, it puts it at risk. But not only that, I think another word that we could think about is when we value power, when we want to manipulate and control our world, and we do it with very selfish agendas, where we look at other people in a, with a lens of competition and comparison and want to make sure that we're on top, God... I think God says to us that those things will not serve us well. And knowing the degree to which they can damage us, I think this is why Jesus says these things are detestable to God. And, And I think another word would be the word privilege. When we look for privilege, when we believe there are certain entitlements that are ours because of who we are, who we're related to, what our job is, what our degrees are, what our race might be. That when we value those things highly as though they they are going to be the basis of our security and the strength of our identity, God knows that's shifting sand and when winds blow, they will go first and there we will be with nothing to stand on. And that I think what Jesus is asking us is to remember the values of the kingdom, that we are God's children, that ultimately our security and our identity rest in him. As a matter of fact, in the very next verses, he talks about the kingdom and Jesus says the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom is being preached and he wants us to hear it. And then he tells this parable. We know it as the parable of Dives and Lazarus, the rich man and Lazarus. And he says that there was a rich man who was dressed in purple. He had fine living and he lived in luxury every day. And at his gate was a beggar whose name was Lazarus. He had nothing. And he longed to eat even the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. And the Bible says that even dogs came to look at his sores. And then Jesus says in this parable that the day came where both of them died and the angels carried Lazarus to Abraham's side. But the rich man, he went into a place of torment. And the Bible says that in this, situation, the rich man in his torment cries out to Abraham to come and to save him, to at least dip his finger in some water and cool his tongue because of the agony of the fire. But Abraham says, son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. Now he is comforted. You are in agony. Lazarus was in the bosom of Abraham. And the rich man was in in Hades in agony. And the rich man then says, I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family. Tell them not to end up in this place. But Abraham says, no, they, they have God's word. 
And then he says this, even if someone would rise from the dead, they would not be convinced. Now, Jesus knew that he would be rising from the dead. And what he is basically saying is that there are times that even people that are embracing some of the basic principles of the kingdom of God are allowing possessions and power and privilege to become the basis of their security, the basis of their identity. And that what Jesus is doing here is he's calling us to look deep inside to any degree that that might be true of us, that we might surrender to him. See, in essence, I think what God was saying, Jesus was saying is, you cannot rely on both God and your money, power, and possessions as a way of keeping you secure. There comes a point in which it's one or the other. And I think many of us as God's people, we try to force both into that spot. And that we are challenged over and over again by God and by circumstance to remember that ultimately what we value highest is the fact that we are God's children and that he loves us and he's promised to care for us. And that that is what we must value highly. And and so I'm not saying that we don't value the gifts that God has given us in possessions or, or position. But we cannot value them highly. Above all other things. Because the day will come when any of those will be challenged. You know, it's it's just back a couple chapters in Luke 14 where Jesus is doing a series of teachings and he, he talks about his lordship. And then he goes on and says that we have to be willing to give everything, all that we own. Now, does that mean that we have to divest ourselves of property and finances? Well, it would mean that if that's what God was asking of us, but it, I think it means in light of this whole teaching that We need to be careful about what we value highly. And we can be thankful for when God gives us provision, when we have a position of power where we can serve the kingdom better. But ultimately, above all things, we come back again and again to the care and to the love and the provision of God. I know that all those individuals who have recently gone through difficulties and lost their homes, their possessions, they're they're facing this. They're being challenged directly in the practical moment of their circumstance to really consider these issues. But what they're reconsidering, we need to consider also. This is an important teaching from Jesus. I'm very grateful that the wording is so specific. What you value highly can be detestable to God. What is it that you value highly? 
let's hope that for all of us, it, it comes back to kingdom principles. We value that we are God's children. We value that our security is in him. We value the opportunities to love and to be loved. We value the opportunity to live by the principles of the kingdom of God. We value the gifts that God's given us so that we can serve the world in his name. We value the relationships of people that God has brought around us to support us, to be shoulder to shoulder, to remind us of what is most important. We're starting a new year together. This new year is built upon many of the things that we've learned and experienced and talked about over the past years. But it can also be a time for us to reconsider. Have we allowed anything that is not of highest value in the kingdom of God to become highly valued? And if that is true, let's open our hands to God. Let's ask him for his help and his strength as we remember what is most important. God has made a way for us to be his children. And though the mountain fall into the sea, that doesn't change because we are in the very heart of God with the promise of his care and his love. May I say this to you, my friends? We are a rich people because we are the children of God. We have access to the power of God. And our identity is secure in him. Maybe we need to remind ourselves of that and look at other things that we may be holding tightly and open our hands to him. Be generous to others, even as a way of stating, it's in you, God that we place our trust.